KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. More and more, it seems like the corporate world is weighing in on major societal issues, whether it's a hot-button cultural battleground or a controversial international conflict. Some of these big brands, from Fortune 500 companies to elite universities, are finding out the hard way that aligning with certain causes comes with consequences. There's a very fine balance, and so there has to be some consideration of speed versus diligence. Dr. Arante Bennett is Villanova University's Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and also Associate Professor of Marketing at Villanova School of Business. She's still trying to figure out the best way for companies to behave in these types of situations. We're seeing companies quickly learn that all statements are good statements, even if well-intended. I'm Matt Leon, and this is KYW News Radio In-Depth, sponsored by your Delaware Valley Honda dealers. Make memories during happy Honda days. Today, why brands feel compelled to take stands and whether the risks outweigh the rewards. The idea of corporations, businesses, even teams, organizations, kind of proactively releasing statements on national events, international incidents, things like that. It, to me, feels like this is a relatively new thing. Like maybe you would have it once in a while, but now it is almost not maybe not across the board, but you have a lot of places doing it. Am I correct that this is relatively new? I think there have been a handful of companies who have always been outspoken but typically around a concept that they have staked their success on or have historically advocated on behalf of. What I think is new is that companies who otherwise had not been involved in the issue feel, or at least are acting as if they feel, compelled to to respond to concepts that appear to the consumer to be beyond their typical business operations. When I think about why, it seems like this might be the perfect storm of three different things. So kind of the the meteoric rise of social media and the shift from Facebook being a personal platform to the other options being more about news and opinion. So you have a lot of opinion floating around. On top of that, we have Gen Z or the Zoomers coming of age. So the oldest Gen Z, the oldest of the Gen Z cohort is about 24 right now, which means in the third part of this equation, COVID, when we were all at home, they were online. And they are approximately like one fifth of the US population, but they are digital native. And that is how they get and share their news. And so I think companies feel pressure to ensure that they are operating in a way that this new cohort sees and values them. And that requires them to be active, them companies to be active and vocal on social media platforms, even if that is not their historic operation pattern. What you said makes a ton of sense. And maybe in a boardroom discussing this, it's an I- a pretty good idea, but it seems to me it is really fraught when you kind of put it out in the wild because you're going to get pushback from people on the other side of certain things. You get into a situation like the Israel 
Hamas war and you had you know, some places putting out one statement, but then having to put another statement on top because the first statement got so much pushback. You have to be calculated with this, don't you? Because it could really backfire, no? Agreed, totally. There's something to be said for the 24-hour news cycle, coupled with the pressure to respond urgently. And so when you have those two things working in tandem, news is continually rolling in, companies often feel as if they have to respond quickly. And that response can sometimes be based on incomplete or incorrect information or perhaps a knee-jerk reaction. And I think it's when you have those instances with information is incomplete or the reaction is based on emotion versus fact or pressure sometimes you end up with a statement you have to pull back or amend. That said, there's a very fine balance. I don't believe companies have the, the luxury of waiting a week or two to respond. Then they are scrutinized for, for being bandwagon advocates or allies. And so there has to be some consideration of speed versus diligence. And I think that's a really hard balance to draw. And companies who are new to the space or to these issues likely find themselves a little off kilter when making those choices. One of the crystallizing moments with this for me was the murder of George Floyd. And that was one almost across the board. You had companies coming out expressing outrage, talking about the importance of of equal treatment and such. And a lot of them said they're going to take steps within their own organization to, you know, whether that is to diversify, you know, educate, whatever. But then I know a lot of people looked under the hood and really passed a statement. There was nothing there. Isn't that another problem here, that if you're going to go out on a limb for a cause, you better not just talk the talk, you better walk the walk because people are watching? Well, I think it depends on who's watching, right? So, and what your intentions are. What you described is performative activism, right? Performative allyship, doing it to say you've done it without any intent of actually living that that cause or embedding it into your operations. And many firms in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder have been revealed to be performative in their activism and their allyship. And if if your target market is one that is passingly interested in a concept or a, a cause, then you can do that. You can say something and not do anything to back it up because your target also is only superficially engaged. So they won't hold you to your promises. If your target, if the customers you hope to have in your line of vision are deeply engaged and concerned with an issue, they are going to hold you accountable. They are going to look under the hood. They're going to read your statements. They're going to come back in a year and ask you to evidence what you've done. They're going to not just look at what you're doing based on your report, but other elements of your operations. Let's say for chance you as a company or a team came out against the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. But then you were found to be supporting politicians 
who have an anti-abortion platform. So it's not just you know, saying it, it's saying it and doing it and doing it in all facets of your business. And that's just a lot of concerted effort. You have to be on one accord across your firm. And for a small firm, that's easy, easily done. For a large firm, that's very difficult and requires a lot of agreement in the boardroom, but also down the reporting line to managers, even to the floor and salespeople. Is it arrogance? Is it just bureaucracy? Is it kind of a lack of imagination that people are paying attention that something like that can happen? Because you talk about in a large firm, but I would think something like that, if you're going to go go in that direction, you want to make sure your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Like that, that just seems like such a preventable own goal in situations like that. Maybe all of the above, right? So it could be arrogance. It, it might also be compartmentalization. So it could be that the left arm is what the right arm is doing. It might be that in some cases, the firm has other pressing issues it wants to advocate on the behalf of. And those politicians will serve them in that way. And so then you find a firm or an organization that is at battle with itself. So what is in your best interest financially or otherwise versus what your social statement has been? I have to assume that these firms are hoping that the public might not become aware of where their interests diverge. Let's kind of transfer that looking strictly through the business slash corporate world. What's the why there? I mean, the knee jerk is they think it will get them attention, but I would imagine uh, kind of digging into this, there's more at work here. Yeah, I think so. I think there's probably four different routes that might lead a company to make a statement in the aftermath of some kind of event. The first is, that event touches on a long-standing issue that they have supported or stood against. So let's say a company had very much so been um, a proponent of pro-choice opportunities in the United States. So then when the Supreme Court issues a decision that might jeopardize that, that company is likely to make a, a statement that's totally understandable and, and they have a historic pattern of doing so. Now, some companies don't have that pattern, but serve a market that is impacted by that decision. And they might also feel compelled to respond. So companies that perhaps make feminine hygiene products or other products that are um, specific to people who are able to, to bear children and often make choices around whether or not they are going to bear children. And then there's also companies that while they might not serve a market, they might have an internal constituency that is very, very invested in these ideas. And that internal, that internal constituency is propelling the idea to the top and requiring that the company take a stand. All three of those avenues lead to a genuine sense of engagement that can either be short or long-term. Now, there's also the fourth option where the firm feels compelled to make a statement not because of their historic involvement or their target market's impact or even their internal constituents, but because they fear that silence will be received poorly by the market. 
And I think it's in that instance that we end up finding firms engaging in more performative activism and allyship. Do you think this trend will continue? Without sounding equivocal, I'll say I think that we might end up in a polarized space where there are some firms who necessarily have decided, they've learned that moving fast and speaking quickly um, can be detrimental. And there'll be other firms who stake their reputation in the ground on a topic. They, they pick a topic and they stick to it. I think what we'll find less of is less of our firms that are responding to and issuing statements on so many things. I think firms will still issue statements and do so quickly, but perhaps on a more judicious basis, they'll figure out what their issues are, which ones align to their, their goals, their constituents, their managers and their employees and stick to those and perhaps remain silent on the ones that are also important, but not as central to their operations or or their vision. We will return to our conversation on KW News Radio In-Depth with Dr. Arante Bennett in just a moment. But first, it's the holiday season, folks, and the holidays mean different things to everyone. But whatever the holidays mean to you, get the most out of it in a new vehicle from our friends at Honda. Whether it's traveling to the holiday family dinner in a spacious, efficient Accord Hybrid or heading to a hike to burn it off in a powerful, adventure-ready CRV Hybrid, your holiday adventure awaits with a new Honda during Happy Honda Days. Contact your local Honda dealer today. And now let's return to our conversation on KYW News Radio in depth with Dr. Arante Bennett of Villanova University School of Business. Another reason I kind of brought this up is we see a lot of it in higher education as well. A lot of college presidents. I think specifically this really falls under the Israel Hamas thing where you've seen college presidents kind of twisting themselves in knots, trying to appease everybody, be it donors, be it alums, be it current students. It kind of feels like a situation where maybe the most prescient thing is to just try to stay above it as best you can. Or is that not in really an option in situations like that? I think on these hotbed campuses, silence is hard to sustain because these administrations are being required to, they're being demanded to make a statement. and. I think what we've witnessed is that no statement has been received the way the administration would have hoped. And we've seen some schools issue statements one after the other, hoping to rectify a previous error and still being taken to task. I think universities are a unique kind of organization for a number of reasons, primarily the belief of academic freedom and the ability to operate in critical consideration. So thinking about things critically and voicing your criticisms. That's one of the the hallmarks of academia. But academia also has a huge number of stakeholders who often have very, very different objectives and desires. So student populations often like there to be a strong level of activism. They tend to be younger and young people are often at the forefront of, of protest. And then you have the researchers who are doing the deep work on topics and want us to move slowly and think about things from historical context 
and possibly of the downstream consequences. And then you have alum and, and, and donors who might see things from a more pragmatic perspective and think about things in terms of the ways in which the school might be exposed to risk, right? So a risk management kind of perspective. And those three things don't align easily. I do not in any way envy university presidents, particularly those who happen to be fortunate to have a really diverse student body, a diverse and aware student body, is a beautiful thing most times until you come to an issue that fully polarizes them. And as a president or even a provost, there's not much you can do to appease both sides without seeming soft on the issue, right? So silence is not an option. You can't backpedal. You don't get to go with a soft statement, unsure of what might be said in an instance like that or like this, quite frankly, that would appeal to or appease so many divergent groups of people. We've seen so many companies come under pressure or under fire from one side or the other because of who they have representing them, what they're marketing, stuff like that. And so many of these quote unquote, you know, let's boycott this. We want to boycott this. It seems to me if like all this is going on, it is too much for the average person to try to keep track of. Is there any effect to this stuff for companies or is it something they have to, to take heed of, or is it just better to just do what you think is best, work with the people you think are the best to work with, you know, have sponsors that you think best represent you and just go forward? I think we've, for a while, thought boycotts were ineffective. And then we see Modelo rise to be the number one bear brand in the U.S. last year. Well, 2023. And that is on the heels of Bud Light inviting a trans person to be a spokesperson. And their core market was so offended by by this extension of spokespersonship that they'd rather defect than stay with the brand they've loved for years. And so Bud is still trying to recuperate and to recover. So I think there's power in, in boycott and consumer boycott. What I think might be the case is Boycotts are most powerful where people feel most strongly about a brand. It has to be a brand that is dear to your heart, one that one that you hold closely. And when you feel that they have in some way misbehaved, then you, you leave. Boycotting a brand you only patronize once every other year is not as effective. But if it's in you bi-weekly, that can have devastating consequences on the brand's bottom line. And I think brands have to be really mindful of that. And some make the choice very willingly. They're willing to sacrifice short-term gains for the long-term benefit, either of society or even their brand. We look at Nike and Nike made some very provocative choices around Colin Kaepernick. And they, there are lots of questions were asked about why they would stand behind a polarizing figure. And they remain committed to, to that stance. And I believe that they do so with the intent of it being beneficial in the long term, that they have decided where they stand on social justice and they're going to continue to support those causes. And it allows them, I think, easily to pick up causes and other ideas that align to that and seem very, very authentic and genuine. While their competitors, when they join a protest or when they sign a petition, might not feel quite as authentic because it seems to be 
an idea that, that disappeared versus for Nike, that idea has been around now for years. And they have, they've risked profit and reputation behind it. It's a huge sacrifice. As someone who studies this, who, you know, really digs into this, do you feel like we are living through kind of a, a complete sea change in how this, how these things are handled and what companies and organizations do and almost like it's going to be two platforms of studies, like beginning of time until about 2019 and 2019 on. Is it that significant, you think? I'm still deciding how I feel. I am convinced that we did experience a sea change and it probably happened around 2019, 2020. The confluence of George Floyd's murder, us being at home for the pandemic, the coming of age of Gen Z, all of those things work together to make it this perfect storm for the requirement that companies be vocal. Though, I'm also beginning to believe that as we make our way through the mire and muck that is responses to the Israel-Hamas war, we're seeing companies quickly learn that all statements are good statements, even if well-intended, because intent does not necessarily determine harm. And so I think we'll find that some companies, probably more conservative companies, will end up being a little slower as we move forward. But the the lesser conservative companies, those that are a bit more nimble and risk forward, might then continue to be immediately responsive when when society is experiencing some kind of injustice or issue, or even mourning the death of famous or infamous member of society. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.